When my business is in a slow season, these are the conversations I focus on having to make sure my sales pipeline is full in the near future. In this podcast, we're going to review how I generate new business for free just by focusing my attention on these certain people. I promise you only have to invest your time with people you already know. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Heather Wright. I'm the owner of Savvy Agent, where I've taught thousands of agents how to grow their real estate business by working smarter, not harder, so they have time to live their life. I also sell real estate in Des Moines, Iowa, currently 50 plus homes a year. So I'm right there in the trenches with you every day. In each podcast, you're going to get at least one strategy you can implement immediately into your business that will give you the edge over your competition. In this podcast, I'm sharing how I fill my sales pipeline for free without investing in expensive online leads or signing six month contracts. So there's really three categories of people that I focus my conversations with when I'm in a slow season In a slow season, you know, that that's perfectly normal to happen. I think every agent, even big teams probably experience a slow season, whether it's seasonal and it's just not as busy in January as it is in April, or whether it's where you've been busy working and getting all of your existing sales to closing. And then you realize, oh, geez, I don't have any new clients to get to closing. And so you find yourself on that roller coaster of lead generation where now you have to prospect and fill your sales pipeline because you kind of dropped the ball on prospecting when everybody was under contract. So either way, having a slow season is perfectly normal. Being in a slow season, normal. Getting yourself out of the slow season takes a little bit of skill. Sure. Some people rely a lot on luck, but I don't really like to do that. I like to make sure I have systems in place that help me reach the goals that I've set for myself. So the first thing I do in a slow season is I work my past clients. And first thing I'm going to do is an equity update for all of my past clients who are currently homeowners in my market area. And an equity update is very simple to do. You might find yourself trying to make it more difficult than it needs to be, but trust me, the equity update is super simple and easy, and you do not need to make it difficult. And you're not going to use any extra software for it either. You're just going to use your MLS and search for homes that are active, pending, and sold within a small radius of a distance from your client's property. In my town, I will usually use a quarter to a half mile radius because that usually comes up with enough comps, but I'm in an area where we're pretty spread out. If you're working in a metropolitan city and you have high rise condos, then it's entirely possible that you just need to search in that particular building, not a half mile radius, because you'd have way too many comps that show up. What you want for results in this active pending sold uh, search is a handful of homes that show up. They do not have to be the same style of house that your client has. It doesn't matter what size they are. It's the neighborhood, the macro neighborhood that matters. And so then you just Email yourself a link of those properties or email your client directly from the MLS. However, you normally use the MLS, you're going to email a link to the active pending sold in their macro neighborhood, and you're going to include 
a message about how you're doing an equity update for all of your past clients so that they can stay in touch with with what's going on in their macro neighborhood in today's real estate market. You should also look at the results and see if there's anything you can call attention to. Was there a house that's been on the market for 827 days? What's going on with that? Is it overpriced? Was it haunted? What's the deal? They live in the neighborhood, so they probably know some fun gossip about it that they'd love to share back with you. You can also comment on what you see going on in the neighborhood. If it looks like home prices have really increased since your client bought in that particular neighborhood, I would mention that. Hey, home prices look amazing in your neighborhood. Aren't you excited that you bought five years ago for this price? And see what they say. The beauty of the equity update is that you're going to be top of mind with your past client. They're going to read your email. They're going to appreciate the information that you have shared with them. Even if they don't look at it, they recognize that you're a smart business owner and you're just sharing information in their macro neighborhood. You might be able to have a a good conversation back and forth with your past client that reinforces your relationship, which is awesome, but you're going to be top of mind. So if they want to buy something or they decide they want to sell something, or they have a coworker or a friend or another family member who needs a realtor, who do you think they're going to think of you? They're going to think of you. And that's one way of filling your sales pipeline because past clients are a gold mine for leads. 75% of my business comes from past clients and sphere of influence. And I never ask for referrals. So you could ask for a referral. I know a lot of agents that have good businesses asking for referrals. The point I'm trying to make is that building the relationship with your past client is automatically going to result in them giving you referrals. Now, if you have a past client who's closed in the most recent 90 days, you could give them an equity update, but I don't know. I mean, if it feels good to you to send them an equity update, great. If it doesn't feel good to you to send them an equity equity update because they've lived in their house for 30 days. So like, what's the point? then that's also fine. But you can send them other things, a reminder to file for homestead tax credit or whatever appropriate reminders there are in your market for a few weeks after closing. You could send them a copy of their home warranty with instructions on how to use it in case something doesn't work. You could send them appropriate maintenance tips for the seasons, or maybe you have a VIP list of vendors uh, that you could share with them so that they know which handyman or electrician to call when they have projects that need to be done at their new place. Another conversation I have with my past clients is asking for reviews. I have a system set up to remind me to ask for a review after each closing, but I'm human and sometimes I forget to do it or I know I should do it and I just don't do it. It's not even really a matter of forgetting. I just don't do it. We all have our vices (laughs) and that's one of mine. So if you're in a slow season, There's nothing wrong with deciding, okay, today's the day I'm going to focus on getting more reviews where you collect reviews. Doesn't really matter. You can do that on Zillow or Google, my business, Facebook, Yelp, wherever you want is totally fine. I would make sure this is a side note. I would make sure wherever you collect reviews that it's not broker dependent. I just saw something on the internet the other day that this poor woman left her broker. She went to another brokerage because I'm sure they paid better. Uh, Whatever her reason though, all of her reviews had been collected 
somehow through her broker and she lost like 200 some reviews. So if your broker has a program that's collecting reviews for you, I would take control of that and get your clients that you did all the work for to write you a review somewhere else where you have full ownership and full control over that platform. And I say that knowing that, of course, you don't have full control over any platform that you don't own. You don't have ownership over your Zillow reviews or your Google My Business reviews or Facebook reviews. So just choose wisely on where you have people leave reviews for you. Personally, I use Zillow and that's because in 2010, I started collecting reviews on Zillow. That's just worked for me since then. Now, every day that goes by that I get more annoyed with Zillow for whatever reason, or I hear the rumor that they're going to do away with reviews, they're not, but they could, that's certainly their right. They could change that any day and I would be screwed. So it would probably be smarter for me to have my clients start leaving reviews on my Google, my business page. Google could also pull the rug out from underneath me and decide that they're not going to do reviews anymore but it's just one of those things. Where do you have the best odds? Where are the most eyeballs reading those reviews? And once you make your choice, stick with it. So anyway, asking for reviews from your past clients is pretty easy and you can do it with your equity update as well. I wouldn't necessarily stack these two things together in one email. I would send the equity update and then they would respond. You're in this conversation. And then you can say, while I have you, would you mind doing me a favor and leaving a review for me on my Google, my business page on my Zillow profile on my Facebook business page. If you are not sending equity updates, then you might just send out an email to all of your past clients and say, Hey, I am in a contest to see who can get the most reviews in my office. Would you do me a favor and leave a review on my Google, my business page, on my Zillow profile, on my Facebook page, wherever that outlines your experience working with me. So it's kind of an out of the blue email, but it's still a conversation with your past client who remembers you exist, who is now going to think about the entire transaction that they had with you. And they're going to write a glowing review for you. And if they don't, well, Maybe they didn't have anything glowing to say that particular day. Don't judge them for not writing a review on the spot. People are busy. It means nothing if they don't do it, but if they do do it, that's fantastic. And then you can thank them profusely on the review for how amazing they are as a human being and your favorite past client during slow seasons. I also have more time to dedicate to my sphere of influence. And I like to use social media for that. I do keep my sphere of influence in my CRM, but I just don't follow up with them as religiously as I should using that method. But when I'm on Facebook or Instagram, it's really easy to see that a a friend of mine, who's not a realtor. So somebody in my sphere of influence has made a post. I like their post. I comment on their post. I might even send them a follow-up message and I'm just sincere and interested in their life. And then that automatically makes them interested in my life. And you know how it goes sooner or later, the conversation always comes back to, so how's the market? (laughs) And that is your perfect lead in on what's going on in the market. So use that opportunity, however you like, but it's a good one because your sphere of influence is going to send you referrals. 
and they might even become past clients because they know you, they like you, they trust you. Why wouldn't they choose you to be their realtor? And then when I'm done having my conversations with my past clients and my sphere of influence, the people who already know me, they already love me. They already think I'm fantastic. So my confidence level is boosted a little bit and I feel better about myself. Then I follow up with all the people who did not use me as a realtor in the past couple of years, that would be like every listing appointment that you went on in the last two to three years and they didn't list with you or anybody else. Fine. Maybe now is a better time. So just reach back out to them and say, Hey, remember we met a couple of years ago and talked about selling your house. And I know that the time wasn't right for you then, but I wonder what your situation is now, because maybe you have heard that inventory is very low. So you might be able to get a premium price for your house more so now than when we first spoke. Of course, tailor that to the specifics of the market that you're in at the time that you send the email. I also follow up with people that I have invested time in, maybe not listing appointments, but people that I went on showings with. So I showed them a couple of houses and then they disappeared. (laughs) And maybe I knew that they were going to disappear. Maybe I knew that they were going to drop out of the market and rent for another year, but there's nothing wrong with following up with those people because you're in a slow season. So you have nothing but time. So follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. I also reach out to all those old leads whether or not they ever, whether or not they ever looked at a house or had a listing appointment or even responded to any of my text messages or emails, send them an email and see if they already bought. What is it? There's a magic nine word email. Um, are you still thinking about buying a house in neighborhood? Okay. That's 10 words. So send a 10 word email. And instead of neighborhood, actually use the city or the neighborhood that, uh, that they inquired about. Are you still thinking about buying a house in Beaverdale? Are you still thinking about buying a house in West Moines? Yes or no respond. And then I keep following up because there is money in your database, whether it's your past clients, your sphere of influence, of course, you know, you can only follow up with them so many times, but the leads in your database, how did they get there? Were they referrals that were given to you? Did you pay money for that lead? If you paid money for it, I would call it as a friend of mine says, she says, I call all my leads until they either buy or call the police. (laughs) There's money in your database. So the more that you follow up with it, the more conversations you have with your past clients, sphere of influence, and the leads that are in your system that have yet to work their way to past client status, you'll find your next deals and you'll quickly turn that slow season into a busy season. Now, if you find yourself also in need of upgrading your marketing, you may want to check out Savvy Agent Club where you can swipe our entire Wealthy Agent Marketing Toolbox. It's packed with done-for-you content, graphics, social media posts, ad strategies, lead magnets, email swipe files, new lead gen strategies, and a whole lot more. And you can access that at SavvyAgent.co slash club.